Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, and coming to you here from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow and become a confident leader, taking your business or your life to the next level. Today, my guest is Michelle Hanshi, known in my Toastmaster circles as Hard Hat Hanshi because of the tools she's shared with us to help us grow in our leadership. Michelle is also a successful business owner, which is what we're going to focus on today. She is what we would call a serial entrepreneur with many companies that all have an international uh, focus and influence. She, her companies are research and development and really B2B companies, but she has a lot of experience and interest that I think will help my audience of entrepreneurs out there. And uh, she is also a speaker, a trainer, a past TV newscaster, and a long time, as I mentioned earlier, Toastmaster, which is how Michelle and I became connected many years ago. Michelle's passion, her energy, and her professionalism has helped her to change lives of many people. And that is what we want her to do today. Someone out there may just have that kickstart to make their difference and make a difference in their business. So our title for today is Challenges and Opportunities of Running Your Own Company. Please join me in welcoming Michelle Hanchi. All right. So I never let you get started with the hard questions. <laughs> we, we always want to start with the easy ones. So what part of the country do you call home? I call Johns Creek, Georgia home and have been here for 43 years off and on. You also love Florida, right? Well, I'm originally from Orlando and so enjoy going back home uh, to see family and friends. Awesome. And family includes husband, children. Tell our audience yes, a little bit. Yes, I've been married for 43 years to my husband. And have two children, Meredith, who's 48, and my son, who's 35. Both are married. And my daughter has two children, my grandchildren, 23 and 21. And the 23-year-old has a five-year-old, coming five-year-old. So I am a great-grandmother. So y'all, see, young people can do this too. (laughs) The grandparents, whether they're great or not, they are great. Being a grandparent is probably one of the best things in life, I swear. It's a joy, yes. <laughs> and it truly is. So please tell us, 
share the journey of your life and to get you where you are today. It's never a simple journey. I'm sure there are lots of different twists and turns that you've taken. So why don't you share with us a little bit about that journey? Well, being an entrepreneur started when I was 26 years old. My husband and I had moved to Metro Atlanta. We were getting ready to buy our first home, and we found the perfect house. Met with the builder in the house because it was in that framing stage. And being young, I had lots of questions. And so he goes, I asked him a question. He goes, well, this is happy. And he spit on the floor. Here he, I, I mean, I was just blown away. And as we got in the car, I looked at my husband and I said, if Bubba can build a house, I can build a house. And went back to school to become a residential contractor. Ended up um, over the course of 10 years building over $30 million worth of homes. Was in Southern Living, Southern Homes, Southern Accent, a six-page spread in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We were taking Atlanta by storm. Was in the Street of Dreams. And then we had a major crash in the stock market. And that's one thing I want to encourage you is to be flexible because things are going to happen that are out of your control. Do the best that you can in your business. Plan as much as you can, but realize that you're going to have, as an entrepreneur, ups and downs. Uh, I describe becoming a brand new entrepreneur as likened to having three babies at the same time, triplets. You're always having to feed it money, right? It's always poopy. You got dirty diapers to change and you don't get much sleep at night. So (laughs) that's how you start with as an entrepreneur. You've got to have a lot of energy. Now, I did go back to school to learn these things. My background in television, public relations, was how I got so much advertising at that time. But look where it is today. It's all social media. So, you again, if I can say anything, it is to be flexible. But once you've taken that entrepreneur step and done that journey, with a little bit more knowledge and background, you will have the basics, those skill sets in your toolbox to go to another arena and start over again if you must as an entrepreneur. And that's what exactly I ended up doing. Now things are really hitting the ground running, but it's taken 15 years to get where we are today. So that's the main thing. If I could say anything, it's that it's a lot of work, but I'll tell you, it is well worth it. It's not an overnight success. No. Yeah. I, I, you know, and we, we think about having our own business, but in my background, I worked with Arby's corporate office and franchisees and the UPS store franchisees. And, you know, when you sign up a franchisee, you tell them three to five years, don't expect a paycheck. 
you know, as you said, you're just feeding that baby constantly. So you have to have that capital. Uh, Some of the things that we're doing now is uh, the solopreneurs and things. You might not need as much capital, but you still need to understand that you have to work. You have to put the time in. and You really do. In other words, you wear many hats. Yeah. Because when you're first starting out, you have to do your own social media. You Mm -hmm. have to do your own books. As a solo entrepreneur, you're having to do and learn a lot of things. If you're fortunate enough to be able to bring in people, even on a part-time basis, to help you as you grow your business, boy, you're in the catbird seat. And, And that's one thing I learned in starting out in the construction industry back in the 70s, hardly any men. But starting back in those times is to hire good people to help you. Mm-hmm. I, I could drive a nail, but it was taking me all day to get it through a two by four. <laughs> and I would watch my framing crew and they would go one, two, bam, and go all the way through and be able to frame a house. Now they use air guns. Yeah, It's just amazing how things evolve and change. And you as an entrepreneur, got to do the same thing you've got to be flexible yeah and the you know the thing that we've actually benefited from was the fact that now you can have virtual assistants so the amount you have to pay for that work is lessened but the quality that you get is is great and you have the people that they get to work on their own terms and so you have happy employees working for you as well. So Right. Subcontractors is what we call them. Mm-hmm. And, and then that way you get the expert in that particular arena. Correct. Correct. So how can our listeners use that social media and tools to build their brand? You and I have had lots of discussions about brand and the importance of it. Uh, talk a little bit about social media and building that brand. Well, the first part of branding is it can be a complicated process. It depends on who's your client, what you're trying to get across. Even the colors you choose have an impact as to how people view you. You know, orange is a very vibrant and hip color, whereas a darker blue is very conservative. If you're a bank, you're probably going to go with a darker blue. But if you're an internet company or social media company, you're going to tend toward that orange, that very bright hues in order to attract your audience. But once you've got that brand, once you've got your tagline, we know the main thing is to be consistent. It's in your business card. It's in your signature on emails that you send. It is part of your video intro and exit, a part of your video. You use that same brand everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I know it's tempting to want to make changes to it, but it's so important to spend the time up front with your brand so you can be consistent. You may see it evolve over time. We we watch Coca-Cola. (laughs) how their brand and their look has evolved over time. But to start with, you you have to stick to it and you have to be consistent. 
I know whenever I started this podcast, I work with Adam Homey, who has a reach system and it's fabulous. And the one of the very first sessions that we had in our two times a week session was to determine what my colors were and what my logo should be and, you know, what the name should be and how, how did I feel about it? And you asked, you were asked a lot of questions to get to know you better and have that sort of develop and, 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 sort of as a cocoon, you know, going into the butterfly to, to realize that this is who you are and, and what you represent. So I definitely recommend finding that expert to help you uncover it, it rather than spending years and struggling, yeah. right, to, to get to that point. So we call um, hire an expert in everything. Yes. Because, you know, you're, you have had years of experience in public speaking and interviewing and doing what you do and you do it best, but there's changes in that. You need to focus what's, what's important to you in your business versus, okay, which social media platform do I need to use now? And like you said, in developing your branding, mm-hmm. you, you, you as a solo entrepreneur have to be really focused Mm -hmm. on what you do so you're always an industry expert and you have this whole field of industry experts that are helping augment you and your brand so when you talk about that you mentioned or we mentioned in the beginning that you have many companies and and i too have a few companies and uh, so uh, and those companies don't necessarily interact with each other mine complement in somewhat but what if you are an entrepreneur that has two different interests how do you keep that separate but yet maintain your brand with difficulty (laughs) (laughs) it is it is it's like spending time with with two children you don't want to spend more with one than the other unless you are serious about following your passion and what's important to you. Some of these other businesses that I have are auxiliary to mm-hmm. what I'm doing now because we're very much into research and development of biosignaling. And then we partner with people who do all the marketing part. They, they buy the product from us, they package, they pick the pack, they ship, and they have their customer service. So that's a whole industry and field unto itself. Mm-hmm. Whereas we decided that we would do what we do best. We tried both, and the business was just chugging. That's why it's taken a long time to get where we are. But we're now seen as the foremost experts in the world and go to international conferences, speak before groups about biosignaling. Mm-hmm. And only then, when we focused on our field, did that start to happen. So I would yeah. say focus, focus, uh, especially if you're beginning your business, you've got to stick with one and really pour yourself into it. That I can't yeah. see starting two at the same time. You're a better person than I am. <laughs> You've got to, you know, you yes. can start the second one, but you got to get your primary one, your bread and butter, 
going and going well before you opt to add other companies or other mm-hmm. opportunities to your repertoire. Yeah, for me, I waited five years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So your business is not only in domestic U.S., uh, we know that it's overseas in Asia and some other countries. What advice would you like to share with anyone who is thinking to perhaps expand their business in other parts of the world? It's all about relationships. And you've got to have a good relationship with the company over the, overseas. And there can be some difficulties with language. And understanding that. And again, it's pulling in good people who can speak the language and attorneys that can work on the contracts that can make overseas um, sales possible. We've, we've, I've made some mistakes along the way of licensing some of our technology mm-hmm. and overseas, and it ended up getting stolen. So there can be some real heartbreaks I would, I would suggest that if you want to dip your toe in that area, something that you and I talk about all the time, get a mentor. Yeah. You know, I, here I, I should have known. <laughs> and you have mentors for different areas and different things in your life. And having a real good mentor, now whether it's through a program like this or a book, or an attorney, or somebody who can help you make that jump from U.S. to international sales. For sure. For, you know, for me, I have three different coaches. And, yeah. uh, and people might think, well, gosh, you've been in business forever. Why would you need a coach or a mentor? But, and why would you pay anyone? But it's just so that you don't make as many mistakes. You learn let the lessons learned be uh, shared with you and, and also to be able to do things a little bit more efficiently. You know? I mean, Vicki, you know, mentor is different than a coach, but a coach, I mean, the best athletes in the world have a coach. Mm-hmm. You would think somebody like Tiger Woods, who has won all kinds of championships, he's got a coach that mm-hmm. works with him. And not only that, he's got different coaches who work with him on different aspects of his career from, you know, professional to, um, you know, actually out on the golf course. So having multiple coaches is mm-hmm. in this day and age, especially, especially if you're getting started or you've stagnated yeah. in, in, in going. That's, that's what happened. I ended up with a mentor that said, look, you need to think about changing your business plan and how you do business. Not the, not the research and development, but think outside of you and your company doing it all. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what made a big change for us. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And that mentor is that person that helps you navigate that roller coaster ride that we live in. For sure. Yes, they help you. It's more like you're going down the road of entrepreneurship in a particular area and they can say, Ooh, you go there, that's a pothole, or that's a steep slide down, or, you know, you might want to make a left turn and (laughs) detour. They can really help you with that. Mm -hmm. I am blessed that I have an opportunity to mentor a number of young people. And so I let them know all the mistakes, Mm -hmm. all the mistakes that I've made. 
And then I'll laugh and say, now, don't make my mistakes. Go out and make your own. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the lesson there is one that, you know, I try to teach as we're talking about building confidence is that it is all right. It's expected that you will make mistakes, that perfection is not a reality. And and so why rewrite the book if you can learn from somebody else that's been there, done that? Right. And and if you fail, just get back up and try again. Do something. Yeah, different. that 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 is really hard, though, Vicky. It was for me because when I had that construction business, um, I was not wearing what I call my hard hat. You know, you go on site, you need to wear your hard hat because you're going to mess up and trip and fall. Mm-hmm. And and if you're protected with a good attitude. That's what that hard hat is for, is that good attitude, that positive thinking. And then things from above will fall and hit you in the head, too, and can ruin your attitude. (laughs) So if you've got that hard hat, that protection, that's so important to how you think emotionally Mm -hmm. between your ears, between your success and your failure, or somebody like me, a long time coming Mm -hmm coming back up to where I was. And a lot of it was just, you know, my brains have been scrambled because I wasn't wearing that hard hat in a while. So what are three pieces of advice that you wish somebody would have told you when you were 20 or 30? Advice is what I just gave you. (laughs) which is attitude is everything. Now, I had known that. I had been known in college of wearing, they called them rose-colored glasses. (laughs) Yeah, you always see the positive. But I wasn't prepared. I always thought life was an upward trajectory. It's really up, down, up, down, up, 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 down. And that is the main piece of advice is watch your attitude. And don't get thrown if everything doesn't continue on the rise because there's things that are going to happen that are out of your control. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm looking at some entrepreneurs right now that are really, really struggling because their business is dependent on gas. And we're seeing that rise. They have contracts to ship and do things at a certain rate and they're just, they're, they say, I may make it three months, I may make it six, you know, depending on what happens to the pump. Think about it. That's really no fault of theirs. No. They did the contract. They wanted to be, you know, right in there and be able to get the contract. If they had mm-hmm. thought, oh, I think prices will go up, they never would have gotten any business. Mm-hmm. You know, think of what might happen. You have to deal with the realities of what's going on right now. And it's best to have buddies to do it with. Mm-hmm. And your coach can really help in that arena, right, too. Right. Sometimes I think we just need a head coach. <laughs> That's right. And there's plenty of them out there. <laughs> yeah, the supply chain definitely is impactful. And it will probably be for the next couple of years until we yeah. can. Well, look at COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, we we import some products and also export and we were stuck at the border yeah ups and fedex couldn't get through 
and we couldn't get anything out. And that really put a damper. Fortunately, we had inventory to up uh, once we first heard about COVID and only because we had been through other things where shipments had ended due to some kind of, of scare. So. Yeah. And you have to be able to pivot, you know, yeah, and that goes and that goes back to your attitude too, right? Right. Um, and pivot, pivot. Your coach can help you there too because they've been through it. Mm-hmm. You know, when AIDS came about, a lot of businesses and things were shutting down. Mm-hmm. They, there was a lot of fear, and the same with COVID. You know, we ended up in a pandemic. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't even on our radar. So you 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 need that flexibility. You need to be able to expand your business, but really be able to shrink it back down mm-hmm. and shrink those expenses, and you know not get so puffed up because you're doing well financially. Puffed up mm-hmm. is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Spend it, as the kids say. Yeah. You know, most entrepreneurs I know are like Kawasaki's book. The millionaire next door, they live very simply mm-hmm. and drive a used car and, you know, are not buying a lot of things because they know that the world is can move and shift and they have got a solid foundation. They know how much they're not, how much it costs to live. Right. You know, my one business, they, the, they always say we're a good business. Get out of debt. <laughs> You first do that to good piece of business, and then you worry about. Uh, well, I don't know what business you've been in, but um, when you start your business, there's a lot of feeding, oh, yeah. Yeah. a lot of cash flow. You know, mm. we call money in our family is like the tide. It flows <laughs> in, and we're flushing things are good, and then it flows out. <laughs> Absolutely. we want to be right there we know how to live in dry land and when things are going good yeah let's go out to dinner let's take like this year we're taking our whole family to costa rica for a week because things did extremely well in our business this year but that's not doesn't mean that next year you know (laughs) we may say oh we're having a week's vacation by our swimming pool in our our community center (laughs) And, and that's okay. Yes. Yes. Because again, it goes back to the attitude. Right. right. All right. So the next part, as we are wrapping up here, is my rapid fire. I always like to end with easy things, maybe, as I began. So rapid fire, five words or phrases. And you just have a minute to respond to them. You know, our table topics of the of the podcast. Oh, so yeah. the first couple you actually touched on, but you can maybe expand. The first is consistency. There is some good literature out there that talks about the habits of successful people. And that means they get up early. They have that quiet time. They set their goals for the day. A lot of it is consistent and you need to be consistent. And when you get up, because nobody's telling you what time you have to go to work (laughs) when you're an entrepreneur. And, you know, at first I really struggled with working all the time Mm -hmm. and had to be more consistent of this is work 
and this is family. Mm-hmm. And I think every entrepreneur struggles with that. Yeah. That's consistent. Be consistent. Read those books on, on good habits and then put them into action. Absolutely. The next is attitude. <laughs> I think we beat that horse to We death. did. We did beat that. <laughs> we did beat that. But how about uh, what? Um, so one of the things that I keep at my desk here is what do you expect you should um Make sure that your expectation, you exceed what you expect. So what do you think about that? What, in, what do you think about having entrepreneurs that are setting their goals? And, and what kind of goals should they set in those first years? Well, if you're talking to me, I say dream big. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard this saying, shoot for the stars. And if you don't quite get there, at least you'll hit the moon. <laughs> and <laughs> I think I think that's important is to shoot for the stars, dream big, get excited about what you're doing. Think about the impact that yeah. your entrepreneurship is making on people's lives. Get out of yourself and what you can get as an entrepreneur and think about what you're giving. Giving away of yourself, your energy, your time your mental capabilities, and you will love what you're doing. Don't become an entrepreneur to be an entrepreneur. Do it because there's something out there that has got you so passionate that it keeps you up at night and you can't wait for daylight to get started. So that's that's my tidbit of advice. Awesome. Top top two. We have now an echo. Top two social media hacks. One, I like to use something that it's called constant contact, but there's so many of those out there where you can write one piece of content and it'll format into many different pieces of format. The second thing about social media is make sure that you are targeting your audience. See, for me, Facebook doesn't really do anything we talk about business to business it's linkedin yeah now it would be nice to be on tiktok and some of the other ones that are new but it's not really germane to our business so make sure you know who your audience is that you're selling to that would benefit from what you're doing as an entrepreneur and then just focus your your social media in that arena I mean, you may not need social media at all. You may use a email list and have good success there. So make sure that, and again, that's where a coach uh, or an entrepreneur or a mentor will be able to help you. They'll be able to, you know, help you hone in mm-hmm. on what's best for you. Perfect. And the last one. Oh, no, two. We have two. Best <laughs> part. Uh, so this one, best part of working with your husband. <laughs> um, we don't work on the same floor. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the best part, I think, is we make time to go to breakfast every morning. And we spend that time talking about our business. He has the research and development. And he's always got, I call him my little egghead. He's just brilliant. Okay. Yes. <laughs> And I'm over here half understanding what he's saying, 
but trying to put it in context where our clients will understand. And, and his enthusiasm combined with mine just is contagious. So it makes it a lot of fun working together. And we get to travel together. Yeah. And he is brilliant. He is <laughs> the smartest Smart. guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the final is best vacation when you want to relax. Well, I'm, I'm a, a beach or pool with a book kind of person. And that really gives me a chance to catch up on some of, you know, the technology as well as business, entrepreneurship. That's that's fun for me. Of course, when I'm with my family and we vacation, it's just go, 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 go. But if I want to relax, it's by the pool or at the beach with a book. Me too. All right, I'm going to share my screen that has your contact information on it. So if anyone wants to take their cameras out and get a, a take a moment to be able to grab that. So here we go. So again, this has just that one company. Um, you can reach Michelle to ask her questions about her business um, or just check up on what she's up to. Um, There's the information that I pulled from Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. As she mentioned, LinkedIn is where you'll probably find more information about uh, what she and her husband are up to in that research and development piece. Yes. And uh, the website is Mm -hmm. what I use when I'm working with people who want to get into the speaking business. I use that as an example of what you can do uh, and and will help people if that's your passion and I can help you get from A to B and then help show you who could take you from B to C to the next level. Absolutely. That's, that's, part of my, that's part of my public service. I don't charge for that, but you got to do the work. Yes, and you do give back quite a bit, so we thank you for that as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And the next piece is just my self-promotion. Um, as some have, you, have seen each time we do these podcasts is that I put out on February 10th of 2022 a book that I am a, a contributor to Chapter 5. So the unstoppable being fierce, fearless, and fuck withable in life and business. So <clears throat> I got to change that from coming soon to my other one. But anyway, go to Amazon and you can get it for $1.99. So thank you so much. Uh, that is really all the time we have today. But I want to thank Michelle for being our guest today, sharing her story, giving us great tips and tools, uh, and allowing us to learn a little bit about what it means to be in business for a a while (laughs) and having fun at doing it. Uh, Be sure to reach out to Michelle again uh, at her website. If you like to uh, learn more about how she can help you as being a speaker, uh, definitely go to that website, www.michelleathanshee.com, right? That's correct. com. right Awesome. All right. So before we sign off again, uh, check out my book on Amazon and I will see you 
So until next time, remember that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.